This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry of the Cat's Paws. Derek, we're actually still sitting here in the press box at Kroger Field. So whenever you get this episode, it's probably not even going to be an hour old, honestly, but Damian Collins is has committed to Kentucky. Big get. Uh, Kentucky now number two in the 247sports.com rankings, just behind Michigan. One more five-star guy, Sean, they're going to have the number one class, most likely, again, under John Calipari. But this is uh, this is what the doctor ordered, I think, in this class. He needed a five-star big man, and uh, Jay Lucas delivers. Well, he did. You're, you're starting to see that payoff. So in this week alone, Jay Lucas has landed Damian Collins, who, and for those of if you if just now catching this episode and you haven't listened to any previous episodes, Jay Lucas was Collins' primary recruiter, when Jay was at Texas, and it was all Big 12 for Collins. Kentucky was the pretty much the outlier on his list, Derek. Uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Tech. Uh, he, Kentucky gets him. He's 6'9", I think he's listed at 6'9". Yeah, power Yeah, and he's really thin, but the thing that stands out about him is I want to know what his wingspan is because I'm pretty sure that he might cover up the entire lane, Derek. <laughs> I'm convinced that he could maybe put his hand on the floor and touch the rim at the same time. Like, that's how long this kid is. Can you imagine if Isaiah Jackson comes back next year? The kind of <laughs> shot blockers they're going to have in the paint. I mean, if Cal's excited about what see in this season, you had a kid like Collins in there who um, I, I don't know a ton about his game. He feels to me like a, kind of like a rim runner right now as a defensive guy. So he'll have to keep developing those offensive skills. But mm-hmm. you can take a guy like that who uh, – if he's going to block a ton of shots, play good defense, and then catch some lobs, he'll play a lot of minutes for John Calipari. And he certainly can catch lobs. Uh, the one thing I think you might have to worry about is if he ends up going through the rim with his head first because uh, did you the highlight tape, did you see the highlight of him flying through? And his head was above the rim, Derek. Like, I'm sure he could he could probably touch the top of the shot clock. Yeah, I did see that. It was uh, – I mean, the kid's a hell of a player. You can tell his athleticism – just for where they were in terms of big man recruiting for this kid to come on the scene. I guess it was August, September, whenever it became official that Jay was coming to Kentucky. I think it was late August. Late August. I mean, he gets in there, and, and they're able to seal the deal without ever getting him on campus. That just shows the trust that this recruit has in uh, Jay Lucas, for one, and also just the Kentucky program. That's Someone asked us in our mailbag yesterday about the recruiting. This is an example of the, the Kentucky brand. Hang off. Being a kid like this. And, and if you're Shaka Smart, what are you thinking? You know, here's this kid from Texas. He's probably having his uh, agent see what might be coming open. 
next few years. I mean, you have Jay Lucas there on your staff who played at Texas, Derek. Here's a five-star big man in the state of Texas that you probably feel like you're getting. And then all of a sudden, you lose him, you lose Jay. So not only did they lose Collins, they lost, they lost Jay Lucas, but at the same time, here's Oklahoma probably scratching their head thinking they kind of had an in on this kid as soon as he, as soon as Lucas left Texas. And then here they are, they don't get him. This, like you said, this is Kentucky basketball. And honestly, Derek, I think Kentucky benefited from not being able to take visits. I think so. Um, Oklahoma probably thought they could sneak into this one because you know, Texas was weakened with its top recruiter. Some speculation early on that Jay couldn't even recruit Damian because of his role he was going to be in. Whatever it was, they got that resolved. And, uh, you know, I'd say probably what sold this kid, if I had to guess, was just – I'll bet the bubble had something to do with it. Probably the pitch that, yes, you're going to be going away from home. I know that was a big thing is he don't really want to leave his small Texas town. But when you have that kind of trust for Jay and you can see that in nine months, if you play well, you'll be a millionaire, I think that's a pretty good sell for Kentucky um, to get him. And up to number two in recruiting, so even when people think that it's a down year or whatever you want to say in recruiting, to have three commitments and already be in that spot is a pretty good thing for them. Yeah, I mean, they you already got uh, now Scott Clark a week ago committed. Bryce Hopkins committed this week. And I mean, just good news continues to uh, come for John Calipari. And and I don't know, Derek, I mean, is is more on the way? I I think at some point before signing day, they're going to find another guy, at least to pull the trigger early. Uh, But now what you have is in a year with COVID-19 kind of bringing everything to a screeching halt, you're starting to see your class piece together before your 2020-21 roster even takes the floor. Yep, this is a, a good job. And how do you how do you see? I guess one of the questions I had for you is how do you see them fitting in Hopkins and Collins together? Do you think there's any thought in that, or they're just trying to assemble the most talent? Because Hopkins is listed as a power forward. It kind of looks like a three to me. A guy who can do both. And did you see Collins playing the five? I could see Collins playing the five, and the reason being his length. Yeah, uh, that's why I want to know. I want to know what his wingspan is because the thing is, Derek. He's, six, he's going one and done off intangibles alone. Yeah, 6'9 <laughs> is 6'9, but when you have 6'9 with that wingspan, you're playing yeah. bigger than what you actually are. And that's what I think that they see in this kid. And honestly, Derek, where, where else were they really going to go with bigs in this class? Like, that's that's a guy that you probably might see move up the list mm-hmm. and stuff, and probably a guy that would have had they had an AAU circuit that he could have played on this summer. So now what you've got in this class is you've got Nolan Hickman, you've got a point guard who's a four-star, You've got a four-star forward in Bryce Hawkins, and now you've got a five-star big in Damian Collins. Now, Scott Clark is kind of just sitting there in yeah. 22. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with that or who's going to come back from this roster. Uh, but if you get Hunter Salas, you start to feel really good about what you have piecing together here. You do. Um, I want to see who comes back and who doesn't for this this team next year. But it's already shipping up again. To I mean, they just keep it rolling. It almost seems like the future commitments are coming in a little bit. I mean, I wonder when they'll get another 22 kid to go on with Clark. That'll be interesting to me because it's so hard for Kentucky to project because you just never know who you're going to lose to fill those scholarships. That's why you see so many November decisions or fall decisions. And used to it was more in the spring. I don't know how much that is the case now. It seems like the transfer wire is much harder yeah. in the spring. I, where I don't think I don't think you're going to see another 22 guy 
for a while. For maybe all the way till the spring, maybe even longer, honestly. Yeah. Just because I just don't know where they, they stand with guys. They've, there's only one guy that has an offer, and that's Duran. So where does Kentucky go? Like, they're, they're just now probably going to target who they want in that class and throw some offers out there. But then again, here's Cal. He's, here's a guy that wants to evaluate talent. And I think that's the biggest challenge now is you're not going to get the in-person stuff. There are going to be a lot of live streams they're going to have to watch. And, you know, Cal's the type of guy where he wants to see body language and everything face-to-face, Derek. So this is a guy that's probably just going to have to trust his gut whenever they decide to throw some offers out there. Yeah. And the state of Texas might be the place they go. We heard that with Corey or with uh, Brandon Brandon, when he was on there with us a month ago that there's a lot of guys in the state of Texas there for that 22 class that that, this might not be the only guy that you get from that part. No, uh, forget the kid's name now. There's a five-star center, a couple top 50 guards. Some kids that uh, might not be like the number one priorities, but if you see some guys maybe decide elsewhere, these are these are pretty good fallback options. And Jay should have a pretty good relationship with these guys. So just just another good day, Sean, for the Kentucky basketball program and for UK fans. It was expected, but maybe provides a little bit less of a sting off of uh, the football loss today. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, hopefully, though, you made it out to the Butcher's Pub to watch Kentucky-Georgia. Hopefully you stuck around and you'll go back out there tonight and watch some more college football. But like Derek said, uh, not all news is bad news today. It's a beautiful day in the state of Kentucky. We're here at the Kroger Field Press Box. Just a a beautiful afternoon, evening here, Derek. Uh, And John Calipari's smiling once again. And I'm sure this won't be the last time he's smiling over the next couple of weeks. And then, too, with basketball, we'll have the schedule and everything whenever it's ready. We will record and talk about it and have some takeaways from that. But, Derek, I think that that's something that's kind of slowed down, too, because there's so much uncertainty with these uh, multi-team events in the preseason. I don't think anybody even has any idea what their schedule is going to be like. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the SEC schedule comes out first and then you see some some type of non-conference stuff added later. Yeah, you're at the point where tomorrow it's going to be November 1st, the same month that the season starts, and we don't have a full schedule. And the season's starting in, like, three weeks, something like that. So it's something that college basketball seems even more fluid than what the football season was. (laughs) So uh, either way, the recruiting news keeps rolling in. And uh, to cap it off, another five-star coming to Lexington. I think he's, like, the 53rd five-star. That's that's exaggerating, but it seems like it under Calipari. So Collins joins the list. Yeah, he does. And like I said, hope you get out to the Butcher's Pub. I'm going to stop on my way through. I'm going to stop in Pineville, Kentucky. Might even stop in Williamsburg, Kentucky too, Derek. Those are the two <laughs> locations that you can go for the Butcher's Pub. And uh, you can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. But we'll be back Monday to kind of recap everything that happened from the Georgia game. We'll dive into some notes. And then we'll bring you all the breaking news that you need to know about your University of Kentucky Wildcats sports programs. This has been another episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll catch you then. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.